rise up. Rise up for climate change. Rise up for Virginia. Big rally they had. We'll get the stories in the clips dead ahead. North Carolina banned a study on sea level rise, and now they're blamed for the hurricane. That's just, that's ridiculous. Everybody knows that the hurricane machine was offline for a couple weeks, and that's what caused all of this. All of it. No bread and water on Tuesday of this week. Did we overreact? We closed school today. Did we overreact? That is next. Virginia Citizens in American Patriots Radio is the Founding Fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Happy Friday to you. Luckily, we're not going to get a direct hit from Florence. Anybody named Florence wants to slap you in the <laughs> face, right. you should run the other way. Coming up at 4 o'clock, there are 60 suggestions from the General Assembly for the little children's to take home to figure out what to do in case of a horrid storm breathing down your neck. No, 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 no. Gun safety. And gun safety. No, not Both and. Things. It is. It's nothing to do. They have well, why 60, did you lie to me? It's the 60 school suggestions on gun safety that the general liar, assembly. That's at liar, 4 o'clock. pants on. He, he made Just his, saying. It's all, all not true. He made it up. Kane and Warner say no to Kavanaugh? Is that right? Or is it no to Santa Claus? I mean, what? Then, well, no, they love Santa Claus. Don't we have a clip of Warner somewhere saying, it's Santa Claus, Virginia, yeah, somewhere. Um, no, they refused to vote for Kavanaugh. And they got their stupid reasons, we'll tell is you there for. A surprise there from you? No, I don't see no. a surprise. Are you surprised? Not at all. Okay, you're not shocked. I could have predicted it. You see where the Communist Party of uh, USA, there is a Communist Party USA, by the way. Of course there is. And they've said, vote Democrat. That's their now new statement. So that means uh, Abigail Spanberger, you just got endorsed by the Communist Party USA. Congratulations. You in District 7 get a choice between Brat, who upholds the Constitution, free markets, free people, capitalistic free markets, and Abigail Spanberger, who's endorsed. She's a Democrat, endorsed by the Communist Party USA. I'm sure there's someone out there going, she was not. The Communist Party, USA, just came out and said, vote Democrat. They didn't say vote Republican. They said vote Democrat. This is the closest thing to us. That's essentially essentially what they're saying. So if you're running as a Democrat, you can get the endorsement of the Communist Party USA. You got to say, what am I doing over here? Unless you're a communist to some degree or some level. Not, Not totally a communist, but close. That's not what you were saying in the break. You were saying those communists... (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's Show some R E S P I C T. Yeah. Yeah. It's all shows some respect. Peace it. How does that guy even have a career of any kind, either on TV, radio, or in front of how did how does he even that what's uh, what's his name, right? Um Al Sharpton, yeah. That's how he even makes it. I have no idea. All right, so I noticed this week, Tuesday. That the hype, the uh, exaggeration, uh, the fear is easily um, assumed upon the people of the Commonwealth. When I went into, I had a legitimate problem. We were, we were legitimately out of bread. And not just like, okay, uh, let's go to the grocery store because there's a storm coming. But we were out of bread. And, you know, we typically keep bottled water around. Didn't have any of that. And so I uh, went to the grocery store on Tuesday morning. There he was not in the door and the little communist says, no bread for you. <laughs> if if uh, the Democrats have their way, that's what it'd be like. But there's no bread. What is wrong with you people? They wanted their bread and they wanted to eat it too. Maybe there ought to be, and here, here's an idea. What if we have uh, 
a demand or a requirement that suggests that if you go to the grocery store in the heat of some storm coming and you say, I want to buy bread, you need to provide proof that you're out of bread. I mean, I want to know for a fact that you are actually out of bread. Because this is, a, you know these people weren't out of bread. You know they were out, out, out of bread. How would they know that you were out of bread? Because I could prove it. How? I don't know. Take a picture of my cupboards as you were. After you empty them out? I was legitimately out of bread, I'm telling you. I was and He's here, a bread And hoarder. here's the most ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. bread hoarder. I want to know who these people are. The bread hoarders, the water hoarders. You're the, the bread hoarder. And here we are looking at Friday, 310 in the capital of the Commonwealth. No bread and, for you. And there's no weather. There's no crisis. We're it's okay. Coming. It's coming, I see. Richard crisis still loves the crisis. Richard, you've always loved the storm. You've always loved the crisis. And I'm here to tell you that there is a problem with most people that they would wipe out the bread. I'm not just saying have one or two. They took that all. There's gone. Of every grocery store, no bread, no water, and no milk. And miraculously, on the Tuesday, five days before you're supposed to have a hurricane, nothing is left. That is absurd. What is wrong with you people? Seriously, I want to know someone who said, holy crap, I only have two gloves of bread in my cupboard. I better go buy two more. And I had legitimately none. What, what would be wrong with proving the fact that you have no bread and no water? I want, to, I want to see proof of this. You need to get a bread machine so you can bake some bread when there's no bread at the store. Make your own. I mean, 454-1366. Seriously, there's, if you went to the grocery store and bought the hoard, you're the hoarder of bread, I want to talk to you because you took it from my family. We had no bread. They didn't. And how do you make a sandwich? Family. How do you make a Yes, they did. You neglected your family by not going and getting the bread <laughs> Sooner? early. Sooner? You're <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Family. You breadless man. That's why I want to I want to go on record right here and state that I'm now for price gouging. What are you doing? Uh, I'm drinking some of this water out of the eight cases that I have. <laughs> Look, buddy, I'm doing a broadcast. Do you mind? You bought eight cases. You did. You probably did. You are part of the hoarder, aren't you? I'm not a hoarder. You're a hoarder. You have to have 50 cases plus in your home to be considered a water hoarder. I only have eight. And it's a case, 24 in each one? No, actually four of them are 32, uh, 32 bottles. One of them's a 36. Did you buy bread while you were there, too? Um, I didn't have to. I already had it at home. There's thank, thank multiple you for not, loaves. Thank you for not buying it out. more just because you could. That's the problem. That's why I, I believe the, the the state comes down with a and declares an emergency. That means you can't raise the price of goods in a crisis. I, this is why you have nothing on the shelf because we didn't have a supply demand economic system working. We had nothing. So not only could I not buy bread because. The government says it's maintained artificially low. You couldn't eat bread because... I couldn't eat bread. You there had was no there. bread. I had no bread. And I would have gladly paid twice the amount for a loaf of bread. You want to buy a loaf? No, now you... You're not listening to me. I'm you telling you in the crisis, the I would have. Because when I went to the grocery store and I wanted bread for my sandwich, I couldn't find any there because the people in the Virginia went nuts and and wiped out... This was on Tuesday. Yeah. And what are they doing now um, with it all? Are they eating, eating it? it? They're, they're eating, eating it all. It. And the grocery stores are what? Are they complaining about it? No. Heck no. They no, they're back. not because next week they're going to come in there and buy the same amount they bought this the week. week. Exactly. 
You know, that, people aren't going to stock up with piles and piles of loaves of bread, but they are going to buy their normal purchase, their normal ration, whatever you want to call it, of bread, and they're going to eat it. They're going to go home, they're going to sit around, and they're going to eat it. That's where the obesity problem comes from, from global warming, global cooling, hurricanes, snowstorms. That's why we have an obese state. Your phone calls next, 454-1366. Seriously, is the hoarding absurd here? Why would our shelves be empty on Tuesday? And coming up, why are our schools closed today? 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers, 820, WNTW. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. Well, if you ask me where I come from, here's what I tell everyone. I was born by God's dear grace. In Virginia. In an extraordinary place. The Commonwealth. Extraordinary place. Exactly. With the stars and The Lee Brothers. In the 3 o'clock hour here outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth. A little confused. Lee Brothers are sitting here just shaking our head at, at, You're always confused. at the uh, hurricane, the, the panic, the absolute uh, chaos that ensued from an overreacting press. I'm talking about here in Richmond. I'm not talking. If we lived on the, bo- on, the, on the coast of North Carolina, it'd be a completely different story. I would understand it, but we, we run out of water and bread on Tuesday of this week, which is asininely stupid because of the hype. And then... You're just saying that because I didn't you get ran out of bread and water. I didn't run. At the, home, the, I was and a, there was none for exactly. you to buy. And it, it's frustrating when you're legitimately out of them and you go shopping and you realize, why are they everything... And then you went, oh, there's a hurricane coming and people are hoarding bread and water and milk. They all of a sudden run out of those three things and we were legitimately out of those things. But anyway... But legitimately, yeah, we were literally out of those things. Legit, where others were not. They just went there and said, "Let's let's double up, make sure we have more than our fair share," as Obama says. Their fair share. And by the way, fundamental You're using fairness. The fair terminology. Now? I'm just I'm just telling you, it wasn't fair for me. And isn't what <laughs> Democrats care about for all? Tim Kaine went on a, a a rant this week about how he's for all, and uh, not for me. I, where's my fundamental fairness when I walked into the grocery store and didn't have bread and water? I, there ought to be a law that says, it prove was in to the me. the lady's car that just pulled out of the parking lot heading home. Right. That's exactly. where it is. There ought to be a law that she states. She was fundamentally fair. <laughs> Painful. She filled a basket up. Why are the schools closed today? Because they're not open. You're, you're, they closed you're, them you're, to you're, make you're, it you're, safe from for the children. For the children. I see. So if today is not safe for the children, then what about when there's like a regular thunderstorm? Well, if it's a violent thunderstorm, I've always they shut thought the they should shut the schools sure down did. for that. Yeah, that would be you. Just shut them down? Shut them down for any reason. I think there must be a conspiracy against children's getting an education. I mean, why I would you shut them down like that? conspiracy. I just think it'd be better to shut them down. Permanently? Let the kids go home. Be safe inside their warm, fuzzy home. Have you looked outside? If they can't be safe now, then there's no hope for any day of well, school. Well, the storm made a turn. Then why aren't they in school? Because once it's announced, they can't go back why? on it. They why? can't. Tell me it's, why. It's a rule. It, that's, <laughs> it's law. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be. It is a rule. Caroline County was closed. Buckingham County closed today. 
Chesterfield closed the day. Colonel Hodge closed the day. And Ryko Hanover. Is, uh, is anyone on the school boards going, you know what? We made a screw that one up. We could be in school. There wouldn't be a problem at all. I mean, why wouldn't they wait a little while longer? Thursday wasn't a bad day. They had to give the parents enough time to let them know that their kiddies will not be in school today or all day or whatever it was. Um, and the parents need to make arrangements for the kids to go somewhere. I see. be safe. So the old days are gone. Where we just Where we just put up with stuff and dealt with it and Pretty how to much. overcome things. This, this, yeah. is, this is school. I mean, we, we can't it's go to school on days like this. Do you think anyone's embarrassed by this decision not to have school today? No. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. I'm not embarrassed. I'm, I'm just, because I didn't make the decision. If I'd have made the decision, I would be apologizing to somebody today. So these, I'd be saying, these you know kids what, these are kids supposed could... to be like little Marines. They adapt, they improvise, they overcome. Is that what Richard, they do? They just look send them out. out the door. Put them in a rubber suit. I'm not suggesting we send them out in the middle of a hurricane, but there is no hurricane in Richmond. There is hardly rain. There might be a little wind. And that's it. The panic is absurd. And then your her, panic about the schools being closed is absurd. So You're freaking out because the schools were closed. These schools were closed. You're the only parent within a 500 mile radius that's screaming. I'm sorry. These I thought, schools I were thought, closed. Well, actually, I'm, not, I'm not screaming. I'm just. You're I'm, mocking me, aren't you? That's a little man. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that no one seems to care. Why, why, why does no one care that the schools are closed? That, I mean, look, this isn't, we're, isn't what we're supposed to be doing right now? Aren't the kids supposed to be in school? Isn't the purpose to, to teach them things? Right now we're teaching them that if there's any kind of coming of anything that's scary. I mean, little, little Jimmy, uh, based upon what happened today, they could close because there might be a thunderstorm on Monday. Do you realize people closed for the weekend? There are things closed over the weekend? Yeah. Saturday and Sunday closed? Businesses are closed. Some businesses because they thought the storm was going to hit. Somebody was wrong. They were wrong with their assumption. The panic. Yeah, the, they panicked. The, the, everybody panicked. There's no bread. There's no water. There's no school. The roads were good. That's one thing. You weren't driving on them, so that helps well, everybody a little bit. restaurants are open, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised they're not closed, but you're right. They were open today, which was very helpful on the way here for lunch. All right, your phone calls next, 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers. You see, freedom, they're talking about freedom. Freedom for the children from a school system. <laughs> well, they got freedom in the last two days, that's for sure. Hallelujah. They had two days off. Not well, no. They're no, supposed to be there Thursday. Some had Thursday and Friday off. That's awesome. Chesterfield County had a... That's where we're broadcasting from. Chesterfield County had no school today. And rightfully so. Don't you, you can't make the kids go through this. Look out your window. What you a crime. You can't make them go through this when we're on the air. <laughs> you know, how many, how many days were the schools closed? One day. Whoop-dee-doo. They'll be legitimate. They'll make them make, make it up. Richard, there will be legitimate reasons to close the school later, and we just lost one. So you could, I'm serious, you only get so many school days you can so, miss, and we just lost a good one, and kids should have been in school today. I'm just saying. The most powerful I don't care. hurricane you don't want to go to, school. to mankind bearing down on the <laughs> exactly. East Coast, going to just crush the entire area, and you don't think the kids should be out of school? That, that was the hype, wasn't it? Incredible. Yeah, that was the hype. And some even are blaming Trump for this. 
Don't you don't you get a little excited when the kids are out of school for a snowstorm? Look, I don't care. Go to school, don't go to school. I don't care. I think it's ridiculous, especially today, that they're not in school. Fine. You don't want to go to school? Fine. Don't go. I don't care. We'll just only have as less days as we can. I think I think most of the people who celebrate the fact that kids aren't in school are the teachers and administrators and everybody. I mean, they're the ones. I that think the teachers really get excited. And they do. I mean, why not? Did you uh, see? I agree. Why not? The Trump derangement syndrome is a real thing. Derangement syndrome. It's a real thing. And coming up, I'm going to tell you the Washington Post blamed Trump for the hurricane. And you got these um, this this group called the the um, Rise Up for Climate Rise Up for Virginia rally that happened this week. You got to hear what what they say about the environment. This terminology, environmental justice, not sure what that means. Environmental they'll, justice. They'll play about it. And the Trump derangement syndrome happened to a professor at College of Southern Nevada. He shot himself to protest Trump. In the uh, foot or something? No, he shot himself in the arm with a twenty-two in the bathroom. He taped a $100 bill to the mirror, apologizing to the janitor for the bloody mess. That was the left stupidity. Behind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shot himself. He was charged with discharging a firearm on a prohibited structure, carrying a concealed weapon on a permit, possessing a dangerous weapon on school property. What an idiot. That's saying it lightly. All right, check us out. 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. A list of the school recommendations for safety regarding guns is found there. We'll discuss that at 4 o'clock. Your phone calls next, 454-1366, 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. 454-1366. We built this city. Mm-hmm. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. On freedom and liberty. We built this city on rock and Virginia citizens and American patriots live from Chester, Virginia, just outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and brother sitting to my left, used to be my far left, much closer now, is uh, Richard Lee. Hey, you can uh, you can email us at patriots at theleebrothers.com, patriots at theleebrothers.com, or, or call us, 454-1366. You know, this hurricane hype is absurd. Washington Post headline. I kid you not. Headline, Washington Post. Another hurricane is about to batter our coast. Trump is complicit. That's the headline. Trump is complicit? That is the most asinine, absurd... <laughs> How can that possibly make any sense? And what would make people just not bust out laughing? Some are horrible people. Horrible human beings. Who cares? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> The article says Trump is complicit. He plays down humans' role in increasing the risks, and he continues to dismantle efforts to address those risks. So Trump has been in office barely two years, not even two years, and because he hasn't personally put a bill in or a law that would restrict our freedoms by turning off our lights or whatever it might be that the Washington Post thinks needs to be done, a hurricane shows up on, named Florence and rips into North Carolina? That is pure absurd. 
How does the American left and liberals and Democrats or anyone else for that matter not see how stupid that really is? You know, Marco Rubio said in the debates, the United States isn't a planet. It's a, it's a country that is by far the cleanest part of the entire world. Why? Because we are part of capitalism, free markets, which make us cleaner. Trump couldn't do anything to stop a hurricane. This climate people who, who rose up this week, they say, rise up for climate change. Here's their opening suave uh, and comments this week on the Capitol. The name of their group was Rise Up for Climate, Rise Up for Virginia. Here's what they say. We'd like to start uh, by first acknowledging that the land being taken and destroyed for fossil fuel infrastructure has been stolen once before. Wait, wait, wait. There's land somewhere in Virginia that's being stolen for fossil fuel infrastructure. It's being stolen? I'm pretty sure we're not stealing land from people. I'm pretty sure we're... Taking it, if we are, it's eminent domain, if anything at all. Being taken and destroyed for fossil fuel infrastructure has been stolen once before from the indigenous peoples of those areas. That it's indigenous land that we're um, on here today, and that it's indigenous peoples that started and lead the fossil fuels resistance movement. And what's the point of that? Okay, let's just acknowledge these leftist nature Nazis are right. Oh, we stole it from the indigenous people who had indigenous people before them, indigenous people before them. And your point is, what do you want us to do? You can go all the way back to the cavemen if you want. <laughs> if you wanted to. That's, and what, they, they, the way they start this is the premise is ridiculous. John, the Latino Lee brother, welcome to the program. Hey, buenas tardes. You know, uh, listening to that is so ridiculous. And, and yeah, now you know why I call them nature Nazis. They're not a brain between them. And this guy out in Nevada, where was it? Uh, Nebraska? This science, Southern, science teacher? Southern Nevada uh, sociology professor. Sociology. This guy would have had to sit on the gun to give himself a brain shot. <laughs> okay? Uh, yeah, he's, now he is a felon. <laughs> He's going to have to go to jail. He had a gun on school property. He, you know, he discharged it. All these charges are coming down on his head, and he did not even have the courage of his convictions to put it up against his head. Not the brightest well, bulb in the lamp. He was protesting Trump, don't you see? Which is, you can tell by the protest I just played from you that these people do not play with a full deck. They're very much emotional leftists. Yeah, if you want to protest, deck. march with a sign, not a gun that you're going to shoot yourself in the arm with. And, and as far as I'm concerned, it's a deck of cards full of jokers. These people are <laughs> ridiculous. You know, we're we're going to go out there, yeah, the land was taken from the indigenous people. I wonder if they know that the indigenous peoples fought wars within each other, took, took prisoners, took slaves, and that's here in America before right. the white man got here. Oh, and that's a whole other story, John. You're you're exactly right. The the lie of of most of that is ridiculous. There's a there's a great book. Um, and thanks for the call, John. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. You're most welcome, brothers. Yep. Four five four thirteen sixty six. The the politically incorrect guide to American history. Grab it. It's phenomenal. I think you'll you'll uh, you'll see the the truth there. So this rise up climate, rise up Virginia is another example of a group of people who think that we caused Hurricane Florence. Doesn't the Washington Post thinks Trump did. These people think we do by using fossil fuels. Here's the rest of the opening comments on this speech. 
Um, to briefly introduce myself, Jess already did actually. I'm Stacy Lovelace of Virginia Pipeline Resistors. And thank y'all again for coming out today to rise for climate and to rise for Virginia because uh, Virginia has no exception to the impacts of climate change. We have no exception to the impact of climate change. We have no exception? It doesn't affect only North Carolina and Maryland? I want an exception to the environmental impact, and Virginia should have one. Of course we don't have an exception to it. It's not like we're an island or on our own either. We're here today to say we want climate justice now. Climate justice. Now. We right, want it now. Right now. Right now, we want this climate instant. justice. Where do they come up with these things? I've got to give it to the left. They're pretty creative. Climate justice. She wants it now. And I don't know what it is. Maybe she'll tell us. We're here today to say we want climate justice now. <laughs> that means no more environmental injustice. That didn't help. <laughs> that didn't add clarity. That didn't right? answer any questions. <laughs> So I don't want environmental injustice. We want environmental justice, meaning we don't want any environmental injustice. Oh, that's how you define it. I see. Okay, continue on. No more environmental injustice. No more fossil fuel projects. And None? destroy public health and are prime examples of environmental racism and environmental injustice. What, what, environmental what racism? racism? Now the environment sees color? That's interesting. I thought... Uh, th th someone's got to explain that. Please, somebody call and creative. explain that to us. That's creative, you must admit. So, it's also ridiculous. Of course it is. But we as people were told by Martin Luther King that we shouldn't judge people by the color of their skin, only by their character. We're, we've moved past that. It's all about the color of your skin. Now, now we come to find out that the planet itself, the is planet racist. itself is looking at the color of our skin and attacking... The environment is racist. Attacking, apparently, people of color. I did not... I didn't know this. And these are the people that stood on either. the capital of, of Richmond here and declared they want environmental justice now. <laughs> what else? We're here to say we won't stand for that. It's what? time for elected officials that are 100% free of dirty fossil fuel energy money. And 100% committed to 100% renewable energy by the year 2035. No more valuing corporate donations over people's lives and over our children's future here on this planet. Now it's a planet. I thought you were talking about just Virginia. Now it's the planet? Now if the law that Virginia passes or the people in the Virginia General Assembly that don't take fossil money are protecting the planet. That's quite the big step. That's like when Obama was elected and he said the oceans have stopped rising now and everything's better. And then he turned around and said if everyone had a car and air conditioning and this and that and this and that, the planet would uh, if everybody's boil over. raising living standards to the point where everybody's got a car and everybody's got air conditioning and everybody's got a big house, uh, well, the planet will boil over. He should be out there. He should have been the one protesting at the Rise Up for Climate, Rise Up for Virginia. That's right out of the playbook. Right out of the playbook. She finishes it. The winds of change are here. We are the winds of change with our voices. Mm. She's the wind yeah, of change. Yeah, that's a lot of hot air wind. Speaking of wind. It's <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable. This is legitimate real people. You should see these clips of these. Now, it didn't stop there. Here was a, it went even further because the climate attacks people. We know this now. There's a thing called climate justice. Here's another speaker, no idea who this is, but she was pretty adamant. Climate change is 
climate change and our dangerous energy choices exasperates the issues that the people of faith are already working on, such as hunger. Hang on a second. Did she just say the environmental issues exasperate people of faith? Mm-hmm. That's what did. Okay, hang on. Climate change and our dangerous energy choices exasperate. A dangerous energy choice. I, you know, I'm learning so much from these protesters. These people are unbelievable. The issues that the people of faith are already working on, such as hunger, clean water, immigration, and refugees. What? Wait a minute. How does climate change have anything to do with immigration and refugees? This sounds like a, a list of liberal issues, not environmental issues. The environment now is impacting immigration. and co- This is, boy, what a stretch. What a stretch. All right, uh, we'll share more of this next and your phone calls, 454-1366. I'm just glad these people are sticking up for the climate. 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. My daddy served in the Army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. This kind of stuff just, it just drives me crazy. We are... Crazier, you mean. <laughs> okay, crazier. Thank you for clarifying that. The idea that we can control the environment, especially the temperature of the planet. I understand we can make rivers dirty. We can control everything on it, this planet. It, but not only is that, I think, to me, the height of arrogance to think that the you know, we can get together and change the temperature of the planet, but that we actually know what the temperature should be and that when it warms, that it's wrong or when it drops, that it's wrong. How do we know what the temperature is? And these nuts that go out and have this little rally at the, at the Capitol building, this Rise Up for Climate, Rise Up for Virginia group, actually believe that they, if we go to strictly non-fossil fuels, that the hurricanes will stop or the oceans won't rise anymore. Or, it, is, it is insanity. It's like they, they have a religion that they worship regardless of the facts. North Carolina banned a study on sea level rise. What happened is they, a, a group brought them a study saying, that, hey, the sea level on North Carolina border or North Carolina uh, shore, is, is the, it says that the ocean will rise greatly in the coming years. But the North Carolina General Assembly said, I understand what you're saying, but we're not going to make policy off of this report based upon 50, 100 years from now. We're not going to make policy on it. So the press comes out and said, North Carolina banned a study on sea level. Could it mean more Hurricane Florence destruction? Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It almost sounds like they're saying Hurricane Florence is going to get angry. Right. Very angry. I mean, between the North Carolina General Assembly banning a a study and Trump is complicit in the hurricane, I mean, I'm surprised the hurricane didn't wipe out the entire state. There are some people out there that believe Trump has a weather machine. They're the same ones who were on the Capitol building talking like this. We'd like to start uh, by first acknowledging that the land being taken... Yes, those people. Or we want to press a few buttons and see what it does... We want to become knowledgeable in the operation of the weather machine. They would love that. Uh, there, there is a group that thinks he has a weather machine. Well, these people that showed up on the, on the Capitol. And I dare say he does. He might. He might. 
Here's the uh, remaining part of the final protest. Listen to how this protester says that climate impacts everything, including every liberal policy. It's really, really interesting how it all panned out. Climate change and our dangerous energy choices exasperates the issues that the people of faith are already working on, such as hunger, clean water, immigration and refugees, and global conflict. We know that climate disruption harms the health and well-being of pregnant women, newborns, children, the elderly, and people with asthma and allergies. Isn't that every? I mean, why don't you just say everybody? And why do you go down the list? Climate change impacts the elderly. It impacts people of color. It impacts a pregnant woman, the newborn baby. That's <laughs> food supply. <laughs> it's just everything. I want to eat. People of color oh. and low income. Oh, hang on a second. The people of of course it impacts. Climate change impacts who? People of color and low people of color okay. and low right. income communities. Low like income. This. Aren't all people people of color? I'm, Everybody's a, a part of the people of color, one color or another. But we're all part of that group. You believe this list of climate change impacting people? There are people on there listening that's going, "Oh my gosh." This I had no idea. This impacts people of color? People of color and low-income communities are disproportionately impacted by our society's waste. Hmm. By the waste? My waist size is a lot smaller now. <laughs> and now, hang on. What is she referring to? She's not talking to? about waste size. She's talking about trash, quite honestly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Energy's choices harming their health which is an injustice. Injustice. There's the injustice. Environmental injustice directly intersects with our society issues such as racism, economic justice, and criminal justice. It's no economic racism. Now the economy impacts racism. There is there is no hope if this is the way people think. There is no This is There's not. There's a small group of people that think that way. They, they should be in a very large complex it's got nice padded rooms for them to sleep at night. Right. And they feed them good, healthy food that's not impacted by <laughs> climate change. This is, um, these people are, and I'm telling you, this is the home of leftism, liberalism, and socialism. All those issues deal with more government and less freedom. That's exactly who these people are. There's no conservative there going, I want limited government in the minds of Madison and what Alexander Hamilton said in the Federalist Papers. This is what I want. And by the way, I love the environment. There's none of them there. None of those people were there because they recognize this is the new home of radical leftist socialists, which might understand why the Communist Party USA said vote Democrat. That. Is coming up and your phone calls 454 1366. 454 1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. Yes, it is. I just want to go on record. I mean, we just, there's no bigger fans of the planet than you and me. I, I just, we, we could have our own rally to support the planet, but it would look completely different. It would be yeah. I like my clean water. I like my clean sure. air. I did. That's what we drink. I occasionally hug a tree now and then, and then cut it down and make a piano or make a park bench well, or it make depends. a if baseball a bird bat. Poops on me from inside that tree. 
I'm going to get to him one yeah. way or another. Yeah, you have to. That's what we call environmental justice. That's what I call I mean, if a bird's going to poop on you, justice. there's going to be justice for that. And if you want yeah. to call it environmental justice. How would he feel? Right, no, exactly. I'm not going there, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's so true. All right, coming up, uh, uh, you won't believe the, the some of the recommendations from the General Assembly on how to protect our kids in schools. Now, none of these 60 suggestions had anything to do with guns, which I think is phenomenal. But some of them are like scra- head scratchers. You're like, what does that have to do? It had nothing to do with guns? Nothing to do with guns. Then why did you uh, tell purpose. me it had something to do with guns? No, I said other than guns. I said nothing to guns. You don't even listen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, why, why do you even Mark, act slap like you him. listen? You, you just, it's not even Really fair. hard. Slap him. Check us out, 820 Where's The, the Answer. <laughs> you are a bum. 820theanswer.com. And a bonehead. 820theanswer.com. Check us out. You got umpire. What is this umpire doing? And what is the net I hope neutrality? He's throwing you out of the game. And a list You're of school arguments. All that is next. Never been thrown out of the game? Lee Brothers, 454 1366. 820 WNTW. I just love this one. I, we're going to have fun with this. The Communist Party USA says vote Democrat. And Democrat, Kane and Warner say no to Kavanaugh. We'll discuss that. And the uh, the 50, what is it, 54 to 60, whatever the number is, ways the state could make schools safer. That list is dead ahead. Virginia citizens. An American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this lovely, lovely Friday afternoon. Be safe out there in the rain. And I guess everybody knows now we're not going to get crushed by this storm. Darn, as you would say, Richard. Richard, you just like storms. No, you like- it's just that... Uh, I've got so much water. <laughs> I want to have a water sale, a water yard sale. That's well, you could give is. me some because I wasn't able to. Oh, you were the one saying, I don't need water. No, I said I so did. I, no, I didn't say no, that. I gave you some water. I just said here. that. Okay. Right, I got whatever. half a bottle right here. You can. No, I don't need your. <laughs> stay, stay away from me. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Hey, coming up at five o'clock, you know, Brian Moran is the Virginia's Secretary of Public Safety. He, uh, he's. Ah, I told you I had water. water. so good. Why don't you squeeze the bottle right in the microphone again? That was good. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. Just, yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. It's not there. No. A little higher. Reach up high. There you go. It's better that way. That's phenomenal. That's great radio. We just lost as the audience, but it doesn't matter. 454-1366. Brian Moran, Virginia's Secretary of Public Safety, shared a Facebook post trashing Kaepernick, and he's apologizing for it. So that's uh, he. He didn't mean to trash Kaepernick. He really likes Kaepernick and apparently is backtracking. We'll we'll share that with you at five. And more than that, though, there seems to be this culture of um, of division among the races. Have you noticed this? That now that we're in the middle of an election, people are going to vote based on race. And we'll share that with you at five. But it's just it's despicable. Is Kaepernick playing for anybody yet, no, or is he no. just? Just endorsing the Nike brand of shoes. He doesn't. I'm gonna buy a Nike because Kaepernick wearing them not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not. The General Assembly convened 
for the first time in American history for one purpose. Great Americans. That is to make our children's, our kids, our little guys safer in the public education system. And actually in private as well. They had ideas. So they convened. They came up with about 60 ways, 54 of the ways, uh, I think is what they narrowed it down to. The state can make the school safer from the threat of shooting and violence. This was their goal. This was their purpose. And they also were very specific, and I say they, Delegate Kirk Cox, Speaker Kirk Cox, uh, said this committee will not focus on guns, saying that guns would co- make the, the conversation more convoluted. It would get emotion into it. Let's try to focus on something other than guns. What can we do to make the school safer with no regards to, to the firearm controversy? I, I think A it's better actually- lunch program, maybe. Well, some of the ones they've listed here could fit into that kind of category. You're like, what? So some of the ideas obviously had immediate criticism from the Democrats who said in a statement that many good bipartisan recommendations are there but do little to address the dangers of gun violence in our schools and neighborhoods. Well, neighborhoods too now? The Democrats want to look into neighborhoods to keep dangerous firearms out of the hands of troubled students. Um, if you think about it for a second, seriously, think about this. What's the only way to keep a bad guy from getting a gun? There's, you could, you you could shoot the bad guy. Um, grab the bad guy first, stop the bad guy guy and maximum security. If we know he's a bad jail cell, if we know you said he was a bad guy, I'm just taking it. We don't know. I mean, so now he's possibly not a bad guy. We don't know. That's fair. We don't know. So first we got to figure out if he's a bad guy. Exactly. I'm sorry. Jeez. Let me start over again. How do you do that? You beat him senseless (laughs) till he admits. All right. Let's. He's got to admit to it. All right. Can I just let's. Let's you say that we already handle. Okay, let's say that we already know he's a bad guy. Well, now we're back to knowing yes. he's a bad guy. Yes, we're back to knowing that he's a bad guy. Wow. And now, by definition, a bad guy is going to get a gun. Can we agree on that? No matter what, uh, that's fine with me. You just needed to know if he was. You're a bad the guy. one that said, "Well, that's my." You note. don't know that he's a bad guy. You know what I'd like yet? to do? I'd like to take make the any whole sense. analogy away because obviously it's not going to work. Well, let's, let's try. It. Let's try. Well, I like no, it. No, I'm not doing it. We're going to start over. All right, let's start with another one. We got another. We got another person. Bad guy? Not a bad guy. We don't know. But we look at him and say, he looks like a bad guy that wants a gun. So that's the sound we make when we swing the broom handle down and break his collarbone. Exactly. Then we say, bad guy or not bad guy? The guy yells things that can't be said on the air. So you hit him on the other collarbone. Don't everybody thank me at once. Exactly. I'd like to move on. Okay. So you have 60 recommendations, 54 from the General Assembly. Of bad guys? No. 60 recommendations on how to keep the schools safe. Oh, okay. Keep the schools safe. One of them is increase funding for the school's resource office grant program. Now, that makes sense. You know, a resource officer, that's, we ought to increase funding for that so we can have more of them. So give him a mountain of money. No, just a little bit more. In like fact, 20 bucks? One How point, much? 1.3 million per year to be exact. Thanks for asking. You give that guy 1.3 no, million a year? No, you give the program. Why would program. you do it? Would you do it for 1.3 million? Are you kidding? Yeah. In a New York minute. Yeah, I would too. Increased funding for mental health services in the public elementary and secondary schools. Okay. that's Those are reasonable, aren't they? I think so. To Other someone. 1.3 million. 
Here's one. What about this one? Recommend that the State Board of Education amend its regulations establishing the standards of accreditation to permit school counselors to return to providing counseling services. Because many of the counselors do other things, apparently. So they just want counselors to become counselors. And have a lot of money in the bank. I guess. Amend the um, provisions relating to the retirement of law enforcement officers so they can actually serve because currently retired law enforcement officers cannot work as a resource officer and still receive their retired benefits. Why? And still receive their retirement benefits. So if they retire, they couldn't receive their retirement if they worked as a resource officer. It's a good one. It's a good start. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. Well, maybe. Here's another one. Amend the Virginia Juvenile Community Crime Control Act so the community services can be provided to juveniles before they're brought to court on a complaint or petition. I don't know how that keeps our schools safe. I don't understand that one. Amend the Juvenile Community Crime Control Act to provide juveniles before they are brought before the court. In other words, they're already bad kids. That doesn't, I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. Then there's this. Recommend the development or purchase of uh, a suicide tip line and to recommend a suicide mobile app. Now, this was designed after school shootings to keep the school safer, and recommendations number 13 and 14 both deal with an app for a suicide or a suicide tip line. What about AK-47s? Uh, again, guns were left out of this conversation. I just brought them in. But there are many other things here that make you go, what else were they thinking? We'll share those with you. And we'll take your recommendations. How do we keep our kids safer in the public schools in, the, in Virginia? Your comments and their recommendations are next. 454-1366-454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. Fifty-four ways the state can make our schools safer. General Assembly met this week, or the House, that is, and came up with uh, the House committee led by uh, Speaker Kirk Cox on some ways to make the schools safer without regards to firearms. It was not part of the topic. One of them recommendations was that the school board explore the possibility of purchasing ballistic barriers. In other words, things that they could stand behind or be bulletproof. Innovations in ballistic barrier technology have enabled functional education items to be bulletproof, such as whiteboards, a dryer waste whiteboard. So as a shooter comes in, they all get behind the whiteboard and it's bulletproof. You, you know they make bulletproof backpacks now and parents are buying those. I mean, there's all kinds of things that that actually can make sense in stopping once there's someone in there shooting. But then there's this one. Provide funding to strengthen the existing school-based mentor programs or establish new school-based mentor programs for students whose behavior may pose a risk to self or others. Now, if there's a student whose behavior may pose a risk to self or others, why are they still in school? I don't want them counseled. I want them removed. But then the very next recommendation is 
Restore them. Don't remove them. It said promote restoration of justice programs as an alternative to expulsion. In other words, don't expel the kid because it has an impact on the minorities. This is actually one of the recommendations in the, in the uh, program. Essentially, they want to lower expulsions as a disciplinary option, which isn't that the very opposite of what we should be doing? So how are they going to restore him? Send him off to a special training camp? Good question. I'm not so sure that should be in here as a way to make us safer, as a way to out overlook the kids that are bad and say, no, we can't expel them because it impacts, as they say here, minority students and students with disabilities. Why does that have anything to do with it? If a minority student is a bad kid, they need to be expelled. And inside this 54-page or the 54-item recommendation to keep our schools safe, one of them is to lower expulsions? That doesn't seem to make any sense. There are some good keep recommendations. The kids in school. There are some good recommendations, and some of these just don't make any sense. That being one of them. How about this one? Provide funding for staff and training related to the de-escalation of student misconduct through positive behavior. I don't know what that means exactly. Are they saying that we should be kind to the student who's misbehaving so they're not offended by what we're doing here? I don't. I'm sure that's what it means. I, be nice to the student and teach them. I found that one the most bizarre. Bizarre. I'm talking about the one where it says to restore some sort of program that's an alternative to expelling the kids. I don't, I don't know what that means. Look, I like 54 ideas here. Most of them are fairly good. When it comes right down to it, I guess you got to throw in some bad ones too. And I think if there's a bad student, they ought to be, they ought to be expelled and not look past because of their status and color, which means nothing. Exactly. Dave from Richmond, you're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Okay, so um, I believe that the best way to keep our kids safe in public schools, there's two different things that I would like to comment on. One of them is to stop teaching atheism, secular humanism, moral relativism, and whatever you want those, and start teaching biblical truth and and decency and morality and uh and then get parents not get parents but parents need to step up and do what parents are supposed to do and that's train and teach their children and be there for them and instead of outsourcing them from the time that they're eight weeks old and having professionals have their hearts and minds for the rest of their lives um parents need to do their job and schools need to stop teaching uh, moral relativism and atheism and secular humanism. That's what I think. Well, Dave, what you just defined is a massive cultural problem. And right. many people can point to what you're saying as a reason that we have the problem is that we That's have right. a breakdown of the family, a breakdown of what mom and dads used to do for their kids to raise them to be moral, productive, and God-fearing. That doesn't happen anymore. And we're told, we're even told that families aren't families anymore. We're told that this, that's not a family. This is a family. And that, you, you, that moms can be single moms and dads can be single dads and two dads can. It's completely changed. We've lost the, the culture that was the foundation of America, God-fearing, moral, and productive. Instead, we send our kids to the public school because we don't want to deal with them. 
And we send them there and we ask the school to handle all the problems instead of what used to be handled by dad when you got home. That's right. That's, that's all, correct. That's all changed radically. To say now, and by the way, thanks for the call, Dave. To say now that the answer is to try to go back to that is, is right, but may, it's almost like putting the genie back in the bottle. It's almost like you can't almost even go there now. Without a real change of our culture back to raising kids, as moms and dads used to do, it's not going to be reflected in the school. We can't ask the school to do something that people aren't already doing in their own homes. It's just not possible. Great point. Great call. Thanks, Dave. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Scott and Richard Lee, the circus clowns of talk radio. Like it's a good start. 54 ways to protect the kids in our school without any mention of firearms. Good start. There's some good things in this list. You can find this list at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. You click on the list. You can read them yourself. I thought you were all against new rules and new laws and such. Um, as long as we repeal one. Yeah, you institute one, you take one away. That's my theory. So you got to... Two for one. For everyone you introduce, you got to take two away. So that's the next step. But if you really want to protect the kids and the schools, there needs to be an air marshal in there, like there is on the airplanes. Someone in that school... Marshal. Someone in that school is carrying a firearm to protect the kids, Period. I'm not suggesting it's the teachers. It can be. I don't, I don't really think the teachers should be involved in that. They're teaching. There ought to be marshals in the school. Probably two to three per school. At least one. And nobody knows who they are. Nobody. The kids don't know who the marshal is. That way, when the kids come in and start trying to do something bad, they don't know which one's the, ba- the, the guy carrying. This is the way to protect kids in school. Forget this idea of getting rid of guns or thinking that a bad kid won't get a gun. They will. The question is, how are we going to stop them? And you need a marshal there in a school to do that. Those are the, the big answers to these. These 54 suggestions are great, but that's the one right there that will make the biggest difference in protecting our kids. All right, I check agree. us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Keyword, Lee Brothers. Click on the Lee Brothers Take Star page. Coming up, Communist Party endorses Democrats. How about that? What do you think about that, Democrats? Your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820-WNTW. Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, <laughs> South Pacific, Got a perfect. Communist Party. Lee Brothers, just after 4.30 in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes it's far left. Is Richard Lee. Hey, check us out, please, at 820theanswer.com. They click on the Lee Brothers little picture pops up there click on the lee brothers take you to our page you'll see the uh what what is this umpire doing it's a very interesting video you'll see what is net neutrality and a list of the school recommendations for for safety that we just talked about all at 820theanswer.com click there 
that takes you to um, to our page. You can check that out. Patriots at theleebrothers.com is our email address. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. The Communist Party has uh, endorsed every Democrat. If you're a socialist, you must vote Democrat, according to the Communist Party USA. Rick Nagan is his name. He is actually in Ohio. He's an organizer for the Communist Party USA. He made an appeal for progressives and socialists all in the Democrat to vote Democrat in the midterm elections. It's our only electoral vehicle to beat those evil Republicans. I actually put the word evil in there, but he does think that. Evil. Here's what he said. He said, since the election in 1980 of Ronald Reagan, especially with the consolidation of control over the Republican by the right-wing extremism, <laughs> the main challenge for the progressives and socialist moves has been how to build a broad coalition. And Democrats are our path to broad. win. He said broad. I wonder what that... I mean, for the, for the, for the normal Democrat, it's a like to be endorsed by the Communist Party. I mean, think about it this way. Is there such a thing? That's a good question. I think, I think there's mainstream Democrat people. Now, I think the elected officials, Abigail Spanberger, Donald McEachin in District 4, these guys are leftist Democrats that would embrace and thank the Communist Party of USA for backing them. This is the ideology of the left. This is the Democrat Party today. So, Tim Kaine, Corey Stewart, same thing. Tim Kaine is easily embraced by the Communist Party USA. He's, there's not one more leftist than Tim Kaine. So you have a choice in, no, in, this, in this election. Very, very simple. The Communist Party's helped you. Are you a communist or not? If you're a communist, you get to vote for the Democrats. The D means communism. I don't know how you get there, but that's what it is. I don't know what D would stand for. Definitely communism. How about that? Just, just remember that. So it's very, very simple in, the, in this coming election. By the way, you want an example of this? Delegate Lee Carter. He's a socialist, self-proclaimed socialist in Manassas. You see what he did this week? He's a 31 self-proclaimed communist socialist. Did he fall down? Nope. He took the Twitter. And he wrote a bunch of things on Twitter about how he is a, he's a little bit of a weird guy. He said, quote, I'm a Unitarian Universalist from an agnostic perspective. I was raised irreligious, which led to a lot of bullying growing up in the Bible Belt, okay? Experienced with various faiths as a young adult, but would come back largely to agnostic. Went on to talk about, he said, something I've noticed, the corporate establishment doesn't like how socialists are running for office. They've tried ignoring me. It won't work. He said, I'm deeply convicted by his military service. This is a socialist in our own General Assembly, a Democrat. His name's Lee Carter, recently won. He said he was proud to serve, but the service was stolen by foreign policy that treats humans' life as secondary to corporate profits and control of the global South, which is a lie. That is not what our military does. He said he was thankful he never went into combat, just fixed phones. This is what he's admitting on his Twitter account. <laughs> Sounds like a real courageous guy. Then he said this. I'm divorced three times. He's 31. He said, listen to this. Just like everyone else under 35, I'm sure I have explicit images or videos of me that exist out there somewhere. 
Doing what? I don't, well, if it's explicit, I don't want to know. And here's the other thing. Does he really think everyone under 35 has videos of explicit things floating around on the internet? Everyone? This is madness. Exactly. Who is this guy? Socialist delegate Lee Carter. But the Communist Party endorsed him, just like they've endorsed every Democrat, including the Democrats of Mark Warner and Tim Kaine, who both admit they will not vote for Judge Kavanaugh. I know, it's not a shocker. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Tim Kaine, the, the, the same guy who says, perfectly in line, by the way, with, um, with Democrat policies to admit that a tax cut causes deficits. Senator Kaine. Corey Stewart supported the biggest deficit-busting bill we ever passed, which was the tax bill. So he thinks tax cuts cause deficits. That's enough right there to say Tim Kaine does not need to be anywhere near Washington, D.C., unless he's on a tour. I mean, I mean seriously, if, if a politician thinks that way, and by the way, Abigail Spanberger doesn't think much different. She's the one who said the tax cut was a huge mistake. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. I sure it was. So in other words, when she gets there, she'll fix the mistake, right? Tim Kaine would probably fix it if he had a chance. Abigail Spanberger, if she gets there, she's going to fix it. Let's hope and pray she doesn't get there. Dave Brad beats her. These people believe that it's the government's money, not yours. That's in line with the Communist Party. That's why they endorsed it. You have a choice coming up in just a couple weeks. Not that far away. What is it, eight weeks, seven weeks? You get to choose when you go to the polling place. Decide, and, and, and you can pick Tim Kaine or you can pick Corey Stewart. You can pick Abigail Spam Burger or Dave Brad, or, you know, Donald McEachin or Ryan McAdams. Seems kind of obvious to me. Ryan McAdams is a Republican, Brat, Republican, Corey Stewart. Otherwise, you can go back to what you already heard here. Tax cuts cause deficits. It's a lie. Go to your employer Monday morning and tell them that you're in debt because they don't pay you enough. See what he says to you. The same thing as Tim Kaine telling you that we're in debt in the government because we gave you a tax cut. There's no difference. There's zero difference between those two thoughts. Zero. The government spends what they bring in. If they spend more than they bring in, it's their fault, not yours. If you get more of your money back, they can't blame you for spending more than they bring in. But yet Tim Kaine gets to say that with a straight face. Tim Kaine says, I can't support Kavanaugh. Mark Warner has chimed in also. He said, quote, his past rulings, writings, and evasive answers before the Judiciary Committee led to an inescapable conclusion that as a, as a Supreme Court Justice, Kavanaugh would seek to undermine and eventually overturn Roe Wade. Okay, let's just take the Roe Wade argument for a second. Eventually overturn it? You know what? Why was it okay for liberal judges to eventually rule that it was okay? Because there's no law. Congress didn't pass a law on Roe v. Wade. The judges just found it, just found a law there. So why wouldn't it be okay for a judge to see it the other way? Otherwise, unless you have a specific liberal agenda, Mark Warner has a specific Roe v. Wade pro-abortion agenda. He doesn't like that Kavanaugh might have a different view. Not that he's not qualified for the ju judgeship, but that he just might think differently, and that's not acceptable. Might I remind you that Kagan won by like 96 votes. She was an ACLU, ACLU lawyer. 
The Republicans saw many reasons to disagree with her on policy, yet voted for her. Warner, you're disagreeing with a policy here. He continued, or would fail to protect people. Listen to this. This is preposterous. Or would fail to protect people with pre-existing conditions from discrimination by insurance companies. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard from a sitting senator. A pre-existing condition by definition, cannot be insured. Well, I guess it could be, but you can't call it insurance. A pre-existing condition, if you go wreck your car without insurance, you can't call the automobile company and go, hey, I need insurance, I just wrecked my car. And Mark Warner thinks that a government should force an insurance company to insure somebody that already has a condition and thinks the government Supreme Court could decide that? There are so many problems on that level, you hardly even know where to begin. Mark Warner actually thinks it's the judge's decision, which is a scary thing on its own, or that he actually thinks a pre-existing condition is something an insurance company could cover. Now, I know the emotion of this, but logically, folks, it's stupid. Mark Warner is going to vote against Kavanaugh because he's not a liberal. Can Kavanaugh sit on the on the judgeship? Sure. Is Kavanaugh a good judge? Yes. Is he capable of being a judge? More so than Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who thinks her constitution is old and outdated and shouldn't be used. Mark Warner and Tim Kaine both are ridiculous leftist, socialist, out-of-control Democrats who vote on liberal policy, not on what a judge should be. Republicans, on the other hand, should have said no to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Instead, they voted almost across the board. 96, I think, believe, of the 100 voted for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This shows you where the real partisanship is and the real hate is and the real fundamental misunderstanding of the role of the Supreme Court is found in Mark Warner and Tim Kaine. And you have a choice in November to beat Tim Kaine. All right, your phone calls next, 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Some are horrible people, horrible <laughs> human beings. Who cares? Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The story was an American and a Russian arguing about their two countries. And the American said, look, in my country, I can walk into the Oval Office. I can pound the president's desk and say, Mr. President, I don't like the way you're running our country. And the Russian said, I can do that. The American said, you can? He says, yes. I can go into the Kremlin, to the general secretary's office, pound his desk and say, Mr. General Secretary, I don't like the way President Reagan's running his country. (laughs) Ronald Reagan. Gotta love it, Ronald Reagan. You bad Ron. They miss him so much. Yeah, me too. Something great about him. Never be another like him. No, there, there won't be. And that's, uh, that's just a special place for him. You know, what do you want out of government? You have a choice coming up in eight weeks, in theory. Money. Most people would say money. That, that, and that's the shame of it. I, I do think there is a group of people who honestly just go to the poll kind of blind. Well, I think that, yeah. I need money. I, need, I think it's time for this, or I think it's time for that, or whatever it be. Can I just... Take a second and kind of remind you of some things that Tim Kaine has done in the past. 
I mean, I know oh, these are the funny things. The, these, the these are some serious so funny things. Not so funny. These are things that I wish people would think about as they go to vote. Because honestly, Tim Kaine has been a part of the culture of Virginia for way too long. Since he was mayor of Richmond, governor, lieutenant governor. It's just, it's like it never ends with this guy. He's here forever. It's like a bad stain or something that keeps popping up. He supported cap-and-trade energy policy. And then right after he supported it, he said he, Virginia couldn't do it on its own because it would devastate Virginia, meaning it would devastate the country. He obviously believes in man-made global warning. Warming. Did I say warning? Warning. I wasn't going to say anything. No, you but, were mocking uh, me in your mind. I saw you. Global warning. Yeah. You're That's, mocking me, aren't you? There we go again. Global warning is something we should all get from... Kane and Warner. <laughs> a warning. <laughs> the whole globe should get a warning. No, but listen to these things. This is Tim Kane for you. He left a final budget with a tax increase that, by the way, lost bad, like 97 votes to, to zero. Good. He, um, he's trying to raise taxes when, for the first three months of governor. Remember when he tried that? The first three months of governor tried to raise taxes. He closed down our rest stops in Virginia. We know why? Because he said there was no money. And then we audited the VDOT and found a billion dollars laying around. Wow, wow, wow. Remember when he told people to stay off the roads if you weren't for a tax increase? He just yeah. yelled at them. They were out there with protesting saying no taxes for, and then he said, stay off the roads. That was real pleasant of him. Yeah, he, he said that to a gentleman up in Northern Virginia. He said, how, you know, if, if they, the, the, $5 million outhouses are closed. How are, you know, what's that going to do to the tourist trade here in Virginia? The people trying to travel, they need those restrooms and they can't use them. And, it was a stunt. And he, he said, if you're not for a tax increase to keep them open, then stay out of them and stay off my roads. That's what he said. That's such a pleasant, pleasant way to put things towards a, a citizen of Virginia. Well, we're serfs and peasants. Remember that in his mind. And I right. just want to see some women at the table. <laughs> yeah, you just want to see some women at the table. Right. Wow, wow, wow. He let out, uh, he tried to let out a convicted murderer, Jen Soaring. Remember, he tried to let him out of prison. He wants to raise taxes, even now, as a, as a U.S. senator. He called for a tax increase in the first debate with Corey Stewart on the payroll tax. Um. He is. Uh, he thought the one handgun a month was a good idea, which was just stupid. He proposed a one percent income tax increase in, in our in our state, one percent income tax on the state. He tempted to raise taxes on those making as little as seventeen thousand dollars a year. He's going to raise taxes on these folks. This guy and people are going to vote for him. Yeah, they will. There are plenty of reasons. He can't win in November. He just cannot win in November. It's going to hurt the state unmercifully if he gets reelected again in November. He put on his Facebook page when he was running for Senate, stop voter suppression in Virginia. Now, I don't know. Voter suppression? It's voter suppression. If stop. anyone's suppressing voters in the state, who do you think it is? It's just, it's unbelievable. What party do you think it is? Pick one. He proposed a house tax. He proposed a house tax to pay for mass transit buses. He attempted to raise the car titling tax. He attempted to raise the registration fees. 
He wanted to commute the death sentence of Percy Walton. In fact, I think he did that. Percy Walton murdered three people, an 81-year-old, an 80-year-old, and a 33-year-old. He rejected the plan to draw off Virginia's coast. He was a VP option choice for Obama, and he was the VP option for Clinton. He was a DNC chairman. He keeps using the word invest like it means something, and it doesn't. It means raising taxes. This guy is about as liberal as he can possibly be. And dangerous for the state. He released nonviolent felons three months early. He proposed $80 million of lottery profits from schools to other programs. Tim Kaine needs to lose in November. That simple. Your phone calls are next, 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers. <laughs> Simple choices, really. It's not that hard. Hey, check us out, 820theanswer.com, would you? Would you? 820. Would you? 820theanswer.com. Click on the uh, photograph of the Lee Brothers. Takes you right to our page. Three great videos there. What's this umpire doing? And what is net neutrality? All there at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to our page. All right, coming up. Um, Hispanic Caucus and the Black Caucus. Are those really necessary? And what is going on Zero in, White Caucus? in the elections that make it asking. all about race? Exactly. We'll share that with you. Coming up, Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Very cool. Yeah. I've got uh, yeah Hooper home, and I've got Jackson home. That's what hurricanes do. They're my dogs. Brian Moran, he's the Virginia Secretary of Public Safety, shared a Facebook post about Kaepernick, and it blew up on him. We'll talk about that. Students told to stop cheering USA, USA at a football game in California. Yeah, you can't. You can't Seriously, do that. you can't do that. You can't. Just can't. What, what should they cheer? A me- Mexico. Me- I, I, Mexico. I, don't, I don't know, but that's what you can't do. And uh, the Hispanic Caucus and the Black Caucus. What do they have in common? Dividing, caucus. dividing America. That's it. And that's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended. The Lee brothers. My name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this rainy afternoon. We're going to have some rain overnight. But we're not going to get clobbered by Florence. I don't want to get, ever get clobbered by a woman named Florence. <laughs> so I'm why pleased the storm's turning away. After women. You ever, I don't know why they name Well, they name them after men, too. They do? I yeah. don't, okay. What, There's oh, a Hurricane Burt. Okay. Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. I'm sorry. You're right. Just more of them are named after women. Probably the, because. Mm, 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 I better not go there. Mm, 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 this time you have gone too far. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I better not go there. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers up and running here on this just after 5 o'clock outside the Capitol on your drive home on this Friday. Because m- most people were either off of work already or schools were yeah. canceled because of this massive. Look out your window. It it's massive horrible. Fear. It's unbelievable. It is raining pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's at different good. spots. Just be careful going home because there's going to be plenty of opportunities to hydroplane. There are two uh, caucuses. There's a black congressional caucus and there's a Hispanic 
There are no other caucus. No other caucus. I didn't think. I, I don't think there are any other caucuses. The Congressional Hispanic Caucus and the Congressional Black Caucus. Caucus. What radio, by definition? Radio what they, people. What caucus. do they do? What by definition? What is this caucus doing? They sit around and do caucus things. Bigger than that. I'm thinking bigger picture. Not Ice so cream much. might be a caucus thing. I can no, live with no, that. I'd be fine. Ice you cream know. caucus. The Freedom Caucus. There's a Freedom Caucus. Sweet. And that's tea. good. You sit around being free. But well, if you're going to pick the color of your skin the time. or the race to be a caucus, you are purposely dividing people. So we can't join the uh, Hispanic caucus or the, the black caucus well, and all let us join? It's a good question. Here's what Trump tried to do. Trump said, you know what? Let's invite some people to attend the Hispanic Heritage Month reception at the White House. So he reached out to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus chair, Michelle Grissom. A Democrat from oh, New Mexico. I thought you meant he had a talking chair. Okay, go ahead. And uh, invited her. And she uh, wrote a letter back saying, no, I'm not coming because you don't like Hispanic people. He, that is, that is so untrue. So untrue. He's done a lot for the Hispanic community. Well, first of all, why would Trump have the Hispanic Heritage Month at the White House if he hates them so much? And why would he invite you? As the Congressional Hispanic Caucus chair to join him if he hates him so much. And if you really think he hates him, why wouldn't you go there and try to embrace it and try to make the relationship better? Instead, you send him a letter and you trash him. He ought to call her up and say, look, I've got a ton of Hispanic jokes that aren't going to work if you're there. <laughs> That's terrible. I wouldn't put it past him to say something like that. Hispanic Heritage Month, which, by that the way, divides funny. us. Then there's this uh, Congressional Black Caucus conference coming up. The conference, Congressional Black Caucus. In fact, here's Simone Sanders promoting it. In 2018, the dream still demands. Wait, wait. The dream demands in 2018. Okay, the that's dream? A, the dream? The dream. I thought she said the drain. The dr here's a, here it is. In 2018, the dream still demands. It demands that we vote. It demands that we protest. It demands that we stand up for what is right. So this year, the theme of the CBCF's 48th annual legislative conference focuses on what the dream still demands of you. So join over 10,000 engaged citizens as they unite in Washington, D.C. to discuss the impact of legislation, public policies, and global initiatives geared towards advancing our society. Whose society? Yeah. Right. Who are we talking about here? Their society. Is it just them? Are we going to divide each other by color we, and say? Are we going to advance the entire society? Or just your society? Or just what you refer to as your society? Is there a black society? Is that what you want, Simone? Just a black group? Are there only 10,000 black people? Or can white people come to the black caucus con conference? If there, were, question. If, if there was a white conference, could you imagine the outrage in this country? This, this, oh, this, oh, absolutely. This has got to stop. It, it would be going on for years, literally years. This has got, this has got to stop. This division, this dividing us by color, on purpose, by the left. And the left looks at Republicans and think they are the ones who divide us? It is unbelievable how they want, and I, I hate to even think this or say this, but they want their own people which I don't even know what that means. If anyone else said that, it'd be the most racist statement ever. But instead, they are the ones dividing us. Here is a, uh, here's a clip of, um, of uh, this guy's name is Eddie Glaude. He is a uh, Princeton professor. He was on the panel 
I can only imagine. <laughs> you won't believe this. He was on a panel on MSNBC um, talking to Republican Chris Daniel, who's running for the Senate seat in Mississippi. This is what he says. He's talking to a Republican Senate candidate in Mississippi on Morning Joe. He's a Princeton professor. Eddie Glaude said this. What are you specifically doing to get the 38% of black folk who make up the state of Mississippi to come out and support you? So before I go any further there, I just want to know, and if someone can tell me, what is a black issue that a Republican can run on? I mean, oh, bigger than that. What is a black issue in general? Give me a black policy. Give me a black law. Give me a black something that ought to be implemented by some white Republican. I have a black pen. Well, you want that? Does that do, that does be, that do anything? That I mean, could I be don't an know. issue. I don't know. I mean, someone please tell me. If Eddie Glaude here thinks that there's 38% blacks in the state of Mississippi, what are we going to do specifically for them? I would, I would get in his face and go... The same thing I do for every other citizen of this state. Everyone. There will be no difference in on what I think. I think they all want freedom. They all want tax cuts. What in the name of Sam Hill is wrong with you, Eddie Glaude, you Princeton professor? Is there a black issue? Is there a black issue? There's a white issue? Is there a Hispanic issue? Someone tell me what these are so that we know. Because if we're going to divide people by color, there has to be an issue. That is directly related to a black vote. Wouldn't it be awesome to be able to sit in Eddie Glaude's class for about a month? Right. And, Raise and your do- hand. document everything that's said. Take notes on everything that's said. Here, here's the further statement. He goes on. That wasn't, let's start it over from the very beginning. Very beginning, we'll let it play. What are you specifically doing? to get the 38% of black folk who make up the state of Mississippi to come out and support you. Is Mississippi ready for someone like you? Now, 38% of Mississippi is black. Yes, sir. You, if you were elected to the U.S. Senate, you're supposed to represent the whole state. Yes, sir. Your position around the Confederate flag, Mm -hmm. your position around hip-hop as the source of gun violence, your position around Robert E. Lee. Mm -hmm. I can go on and on and on. Please do. How do you convince black folk in this state that you're not a danger to them a danger a danger not just another possible policy wonk a danger a republican running for senate in mississippi is a a danger danger to black people who's dividing they they have no idea they have no idea of what an asset that individual would be to the black population of, of mississippi to the entire population. Exactly. How dare this Princeton professor divide us like this? So Republican is a threat to black people. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. It is un-American. It is divisive. It is exactly the reason that their true hatred and division is found in the Democrat Party, not the Republican one. Do you agree or disagree? 454-1366. And tell us. What is an issue that is related to the color of your skin? What's the policy? 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. In the Soviet Union, if you want to buy an automobile, there is a 10-year wait. And you go through quite a process when you're ready to buy, and then you put up the money in advance. 
So there was a young fella there that had finally made it, and he was going through all the bureaus and agencies that he had to go through and signing all the papers and finally got to that last agency where they put the stamp on it. And the man then that had made the final stamp of the paper, taken the money, said, all right, come back in 10 years and get delivery of your car. And he said, morning or afternoon? <laughs> and the fella, the fella said, well, 10 years from now, what difference does it make? He said, the plumber's coming in the morning. Love that guy. Communism. That's what it is. And, and there's a party dedicated to getting us there. I hope it takes longer than 10 years. I saw this thing the other day. It said Jim Carrey is uh, totally in favor of communism. Yeah. That we need to be, I don't know if that's true or not. No, he had a comment about socialism this week, yeah. He, he was on a show talking about how great it is in Canada. He did? Time. Yes. He's, he's lost his mind. I used to love him, but now I can't deal with it. How about that, huh? It makes no sense at all. Well, look, the liberalism is, uh, is contagious. It's spread by casual contact. You got to be careful who you're around. I mean, all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you go, I, I like socialism. You're like, how'd that happen? Oh, no! <laughs> exactly. have a lotion you can squirt on that might help. <laughs> That's right. You know, those little bottles of cream you go around, it's like the anti, uh, whatever it is, the anti-germ stuff. They need an anti-liberal yeah, one. Really? When you walk into, you know, Democrats somewhere, squirt that all in your hands and wear it in your eyes and your ears. Make sure that, you know, you're fully Just protected squirt it against all over. The, that's what you need to do with your kids before you put them to public school, where every single teacher is a radical leftist with a handful of exceptions. And every professor at every university is designed to teach your kid that communism is the way to go. I didn't. Or you hear the Congressional Black Caucus talk about an issue that's only for black people. I just don't understand where that came from. I mean, who thinks this way? You know, why doesn't anyone in the press ever say, what's the black issue? Again, here's Eddie Glaude on MSNBC yesterday. What are you specifically doing to get the 38% of black folk who make up the state of Mississippi to come out and support you? That is an, that's an offensive question. It is such an I'm offensive question. I'm doing a question. lot of none of your business. I'd say there's I? a thing called Nunya. Well, I would <laughs> And I'm going to give you a whole box of it. I, I would say to the guy, I go, so what black policy should I embrace? I'm just curious. What tell do me you, what they yeah, are. Tell me what I ought to do to get black people, since that's a, that's a constituency now, black people. Tell me what I need to get black people to vote for me. That is not only offensive to the Republican who's running the Senate, it's offensive to black people, as if they have some special issue that is unique to the, their skin color. What would it possibly be? This is what I never yes. understand why uh, no one ever grabs the Democrat or, or, the, or the black race baiter like Eddie Glaude here, the Princeton University professor, and says, what is the policy that is specifically rated to someone's skin color? That's why the Congressional Black Caucus is a joke, because there is no policy that relates to someone's skin color. And the Hispanic Black Caucus or Hispanic Caucus is the same thing. I think most of the people in the, the Black Caucus are, are essentially racist. It's a time for them to get together and have a good time. Exactly. Sit around, well, chit chat, why, why eat a nice a meal, like blah, blah, blah. Why else would they have a group like that if they don't think that yeah. somehow their skin color makes a difference or is and, better or whatever it is? But why can't, you know, a group of young white men? go to the black caucus meeting, cookout, whatever, and talk to them and say, hey, you know, what are your black issues that I, I will what need to black deal issues? with? 
What, what is a black they? issue? What is? I bet they can't answer the question. Of course not. Well, we've got black issues. Okay, what are they? And, um, and, and what's the policy? I don't know what they are, but, but I'll find out and let you know. The policy is liberalism. Yes. Liberalism, Democrat, big government, socialist, communist liberalism is somehow tied to his skin color. I don't understand that. I don't either. I mean, Ryan McAdams running in District 4 against Donald McEachin. He's running in a, in a district that, that uh, is very difficult for Republicans. And I guarantee he's you. He's a great guy. He's an unbelievable guy. He's unbelievable. There are very he few good people running. so like much yeah. for that district. But he needs to ask that question. You know, because I know there are Democrats who are saying he's not reaching out to the black people. What, what does that even mean? What does that look like? It, this, this is such an offensive question. I cannot believe it doesn't get trounced by people who are thinking and going, wow, what's a black issue? Well, there's a lot of black folks that, that are, they realize it's all a pile of dinosaur dung. Good. You know, there's no... The black, black issue is ridiculous. The Congressional Black Caucus is nothing more than liberals. Right. I, they like to think it's about skin color. We're not going to let them. It's not a skin color. There is no black issue. There are issues for Americans. Let's embrace that. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. I love uh, I love when liberals get in trouble with their own liberal buddies. Brian Moran, the Virginia's public safety chief, shared a post that was critical of Nike's ties with Colin Kaepernick. And he ended up backtracking and said, oh, no, 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 I didn't. Oh, no, did I send that? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I did not mean to do that. I actually... Did you, I say that? I don't I, think so. I actually like Maybe Colin I Kaepernick. I think he's a phenomenal man. I think he should kneel during the... I mean... He's a great quarterback who a, never gets to throw the ball because he's not <laughs> affiliated with any team. He's a truly great American, even though he doesn't play for anybody. He just wanders around getting big checks from Nike. So apparently, uh, Brian Moran sent a, uh, the forward of a Facebook post that said, the decision to promote the annex of Kaepernick is a slap in the face to hundreds of law enforcement officers in this great country. That's true. That's very true. And Brian Moran forwarded it and then went, oh, no, his liberal buddies caught him and said, wait a minute. And then Moran's statement is, it was a mistake to share the post, and I apologize. I did not intend to an endorsement and contend does not reflect my views. The content does not reflect his views. So what is he? What he does really, it reflect? What what do, what are your views there, Brian Moran? Tell us. What are they? Are you for this this Colin Kaepernick guy and for protesting America? Interesting. Colin well, Kaepernick created the whole mess in the NFL. The liberals attack liberals. That's and when now, it gets fun. Now he'll never play pro football again. That's when it gets fun. All right, check us and out at 820theanswer.com. I'm a little happy about that. 820theanswer.com. Click on the Billy Bears, take you to our page. All right, your our phone page. call is dead ahead. Stay on the phone, 454-1366. Lee Brothers on a Friday ac- or Friday afternoon, 820 WNTW. what day it was. Forgot for a second. What day it was. It's Friday. version of the Federalist Papers without all that reading. It's the Lee Brothers. Why does he always seem to be me looking at you, you looking at me? 
<laughs> we got the best music ever. We could just listen to music the whole time. It's actually a good song. You know who that artist is? Yes, Phil Collins. That's right. You don't ever challenge me on my music. Really? No, I'm terrible at it, but I just got that one right. Play something else, Mark. <laughs> Lee Brothers, just after 5.30, in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host. My friend and my brother sitting to my left, left sometimes, sometimes is far left. left is Richard Lee. That's right. Ain't no game, I'm telling you. George from Dinwiddie. You're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for taking my call. I, I don't think that the Republicans do treat the uh, people fairly and equally. Look at the irreverent Aileen Nunn to Sharpton. He's $5 million behind on his federal taxes, and Paul Manafort is being treated differently than L. And Diane Feinstein's uh, driver and office manager was a Chinese spy. She's not being treated fairly. And Hillary Clinton with the uranium deal, she's not being treated fairly because Yuma Aberdeen was uh, in the Muslim Brotherhood. These people <laughs> are not being treated fairly. Everybody should be treated equally. Who is that preacher? I forget. It just went out of my head. Wait, you talking about? Oh, the minister. He's a, he's a black minister. Farrakhan. No. No. He, he hasn't paid oh, I don't know any income it's tax in three years. Yes, sir. Al Sharpton is one, but there's another one. No, George is right. I mean, there's definitely uh, exactly. zero fairness. You're exactly right, George. Good point. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Four five four thirteen six. How do we fix that? Well, we don't. That's the whole point. I mean, you're you're looking at a total rigged uh, media and and court and system that is set up. I, you know, I, we talked about this today. I am shocked that Republicans and conservatism wins in anything. As much as uh, I am, too. we fight the battle against everyone. We fight professors at every university. We fight teachers at all of our schools. We, we fight the school board. We fight mainly all politicians. We fight the press, media, newspapers, social media. And then we fight these people, but they're radicals. They get in your face. They want to fight you. They're, they're nasty. They cuss. They, they throw things at you. They flip off the motorcade and they get on national TV and get to brag about it in front and of their kids. The president the pr- right in his face. Yeah. It is, and they tell you to get in front of people and yell at them and tell them they're not welcome here if you disagree with them. These are the people who are the self-proclaimed tolerant. These are the Democrats who say they're the tolerant ones. They call us they're, in the, they're, not, they're not they are so far from being tolerant. They're not even tolerant of the United States of America. They don't even tolerate a squirrel running across the street in front of them. I don't even know what that means. They want to mow the squirrel down. Yeah, but that's... You don't hit that's the not brakes. The, but that's, well, I don't hit the brakes either. That isn't. You scumbag. You don't hit the brakes on a squirrel. Everyone I knows that. I do hit the brakes on a squirrel. Everyone knows you're never going to hit the squirrel. Even if you try to hit the squirrel, you're not going to hit it. I had a squirrel the other day standing on the brakes. He's yeah, not the uh, smartest squirrel on the road. He, he got off the road and then turned around and said, well, I want to run back. That's exactly my and point. I'm still standing on the brakes. You know this that, little furry creature, what? so pretty, so you're the person soft on fur, runs right out, and I go, blum, blum. That is what, you are the kind of person that makes me mad. Dear to my. When I'm falling behind you and you try to stop from hitting a squirrel. I told you don't ride on my bumper. I'm not even don't close to your bumper. On my bumper. But don't if you're going to stop in the middle of the road, people are going to go, what is wrong with this man? 
Well, there's a squirrel. In the, He's you, saving a squirrel's life. Can I just tell you something? If you tried to hit it, you couldn't. The fact that you oh, tried to... I could, no, I could flatten squirrels no, you, left and I, right. Show me a tin can in the street anywhere, and I'll flatten that thing. A tin can I'll change move. lanes and take it out. Can, don't you understand my point here? Squirrels cannot be hit. They cannot. That's, you should never try to avoid... Then what is all this carcasses? They're not squirrels. They're, they're possums. They're raccoons. They're other They're things. mighty big. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they'll never years. be a possum that dies of old age. You are the they you are, are the problem. so you are the problem. Possums you're the driver. are dumb as a fence post, and they just get mowed down. They you're walk the, out and thump. You're the driver that just frustrates every American. You well, are every American out there. If you are frustrated by my driving, all I can say is no. no. You know, <laughs> you're that's trying. Gonna say. But you're the person who tries to avoid the squirrel. You're the guy. I, I always wondered who that squirrels. was. I rarely hit a squirrel I or a rabbit. Or a raccoon. I don't, I, you know what? I, I never hit a squirrel either, but I don't try to avoid them either. I just drive. If they run out in front, that's too bad. That's their loss. You judging me, bruh? Exactly. <laughs> Joseph from Suffolk, you're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. I hope you're not a squirrel masher. Welcome to yeah, the show. I, I, I think I killed a squirrel before on a on wasn't the your, road. Wasn't your fault, though. I can promise you. It, it ran, it darted, and then, it, then it, at the last second, it ran back, and I heard boom. Exactly. So I, and I looked, and I don't know if it, you know, if I just kind of rolled under it or whatever. But That's yeah. what happened to me just a week or two ago. And Richard stops and gets out and goes, oh, my gosh, maybe I can help it. I just keep right going. <laughs> I did hey. not say maybe I could help it. I <laughs> gave CPR to the little guy for <laughs> no more than 15 minutes. <laughs> sorry, Joseph. You, did, you didn't call us. Nice. sorry. That was nice of you. Hey, anyways, uh. Um, you were talking about black Democrats. They're ho- it all boils down to social injustice. That's what it's all about. And uh, well, whatever that means. Yeah, exactly. Because it's almost it's like they they expect us to know what it is, and no one's ever asked them. But they it's like social injustice. Wink, wink. You know what it is. It's like <laughs> please ask. because the only social injustice I see. You got some white guy in Washington wants to clean up Chicago, and you got black Democrats pushing back. Seems like an injustice. Yeah. I'm just That's sick. I, I see. I'm just sick of that dividing us by by skin color, as if there's a policy that is related to skin color. I'm just, I'm tired of this whole conversation about race. Yet you keep bringing it up. Well, you know, I've heard on, uh, on some of the radio shows, you got the black preachers, and they're saying, black people should do this. Black people should do this. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. All people should do what you're saying. Right. Exactly. Right? So, you know, so it's, it's like embedded in them. And it's black Democrats. I'm telling you, that's what it is. It's not, of course, all black people. It's black Democrats. They are brutal, man. They are brutal. It is Democrats in general. It's a whole different Democrat. It's Democrats in general. Democrats in general divide us. They purposely do it, and it's 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 terrible. Great call, Joseph. That uh, he's right. That is so true. He's right. He's so right. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Students at a high school here in America were told to stop chanting USA USA at a high school football game. Honoring 9-11. They wore red, white, and blue. It was red, white, and blue day. It was patriotic football day. And they were trying to honor 9-11, but it turns out... They couldn't. They couldn't. Students at Alesso Nigel High School in Orange County, California, were told to stop chanting USA 
USA in last Friday night's football game. Alesso Nigel? Uh-huh. It's the name of the school. Okay. There was an email sent out by the principal of the high school talking about the incident to parents. It said, we'd like to update you regarding a controversy that occurred regarding our football game Friday night versus Santa Ana High School. A lot of regarding going on. Friday football game was our red, white, and blue game where students traditionally dress patriotically in U.S. colors for the home game that falls in close proximity September 11th, Patriots Day. The game went on as normal. Two signs were posted, which were political in nature, one referencing Obama, one referencing Trump. When assistant principals and I arrived to the stadium before the game, we learned of the above potentially controversial signs, and the assistant principals removed the signs immediately. Why would they take down the current president's sign? I don't know what it said. Maybe it was offensive, but... Oh, I thought it was just a... Yeah, who knows what it actually photograph. But somewhere after the first quarter, Santa Ana principal Jeff Bishop came to our sideline. Now, Jeff Bishop is the principal of the rival school, Santa Ana High School, which was mostly all Hispanics. So what did he come to the sideline for? He claimed people were reporting holding signs that said build the wall. There was no confirmation of that. No one saw a sign that said build the wall. No one understood it. But Bishop, the principal, said that students were chanting USA, USA after a touchdown was disrespectful and hurtful to his students and the community. That was a touchdown disrespectful to his students. Well, not the touchdown, the chanting after the touchdown, which was USA, USA. It's disrespectful to the students. Do they not live in America? Do they not have an American high school? How is it disrespectful to hear someone just chant USA, USA? So the principal of the home high school said in an email, quote, I express sadness and regret that members of his community had in any way been hurt at the red, white, and blue game. If the red, white, and blue hurts them, don't come to the game. You know, I, when I was in California, I, uh, I went by Nixon's grave. I was out there when, when he and his, well, when he was buried. And it, anyway, we rode down the road, and there was a high school there that had a Mexican flag on top and a United States flag underneath the Mexican flag flying upside down. That. And there were people coming out of school, administrators and so forth coming out. It was late in the afternoon. And all these people, we stopped and sat there. I've got a picture of it somewhere. I'll find it and show it to you. But uh, all these people coming out of the school, and it was like, no biggie. Uh, there's something seriously wrong, wrong there. There really is. Well, there's something wrong here. If USA is a, is a threat, if USAA, the chant, USA is offensive there's another issue. Even if you say it after a touchdown and it's offensive, there's a problem not with those chanting USAA or USA. Yeah, USA. It's unbelievable to me. But when we come back, I'll tell you what the principal actually had to go do to the students who were chanting USA, USA. Did it involve a steel pipe? Your phone calls next, 454-1366, 454 454 1366 Lee Brothers 820 WNTW
Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee brothers. Three dogs, an American dog and a Polish dog and a Russian dog, they were all having a visit and the American dog was telling them about how things were in this country. He said, you know, you bark and you have to, you bark long enough and then somebody comes along and gives you some meat. And the Polish dog said, what's meat? <laughs> Russian dog says, what's bark? Look for the bad necessities, simple bad necessities. Communism. You've got to admit it's funny. That is funny, and, but communism is scary. I mean, the reason, very scary. the reason that jokes work is because it's an example of communism. And totalitarianism yes. and socialism all combined in a lovable little wrapped up fuzzball based upon what Democrats tell us. So what's the word? Of all three of those wrapped up together in a fuzzball. Hell? How about that word? That'll work. That'll work. So students are told to stop chanting USA, USA. The principal, Jeff Bishop from the opposing team, Santa Ana, came over and said, Look, um, you guys are uh, chanting USA, USA after you score a touchdown, and we are uh, we're offended by it. I would have said, well, we're offended by you even being here. You guys are you not. A, how could you possibly be offended? Are you not a high school in the United States of America? Yeah. You should be here as an American. The, not about anything other than an American. Then in the email, the principals, uh, or in the email, the principal said, Principal Bishop and I continue to talk and are reiterated regret over any perceived disrespect Principal Bishop and I then hugged and shook hands and he returned to his sideline. The principal at Santa Ana School also accused the rival high school of requesting more sheriffs, which never happened. There's absolutely no case of that. The conclusion of the email said, going forward, I'll be meeting with our student leaders and staff and we will consider how we might have communicated more advanced about the purpose of our red, white, and blue game to avoid misunderstanding. And I'm deeply saddened that anyone could categorize our students and the community as racist I made that very clear. We have nothing but respect for Santa Ana High School and our schools, except one problem here. The principal went over and asked the kids to stop chanting USA, USA. Or they were threatened to quit. The other team was going to quit and walk off the field if they didn't stop chanting USA, USA. So you hold, that's your ace in the hole. You know, if, if you start losing, then you go... That's it. USA, USA, USA. I'm offended. We're leaving. Good. USA, USA, bye. We just won on a forfeit. Once again, it, does, it just begs the question, how can any high school in America, unless you're purposely out there to say that either you don't like America or you're not part of America, uh, then it would be offensive. If most of the school is Hispanic, it is irrelevant because Hispanics aren't not, they're, by definition, they're not un-American. There are plenty of Hispanics that embraced America. That has nothing to do with it. So if you're Hispanic and you're offended by the chant USA, USA, what does that say? That you're not American. Right, that there's something there that doesn't click. Otherwise, you, you know, go, okay, perfect. I like the chant USA, USA. Now, it could the, be argued. The whole thing is, is bizarre, but there's a problem those kids from the opposing school that were offended by a USA chant, 
they should be counseled. They should be sat down and counseled. They should be talked to and said, look, you're, you're in the USA. You're Americans now. Right. Don't get upset over it. Embrace no. it. No. Embrace it. And when you're winning, you should be chanting USA. USA. Exactly. I don't understand that. But this is consistent with such other craziness as happening in our schools. A high school student was ordered to remove the name of Jesus Christ from a football field advertisement. An advertisement. The company was Christ Fit Gym in Bosserville, Louisiana. They, they bought the, the, the advertisement. They put a Bible verse, 1 Timothy 4.8, as part of the branding. Part of the branding said, Christ our Lord, under the uh, Christ Fit Gym. They paid money to the Booster Club to get their advertisement on the school ground. And the school asked the, one of the students to go paint over the advertisement, to which the school students said, I don't think so. Find someone else to paint over it. Isn't that a cool story? That is a cool story. He actually posted on Facebook. He said, you have to stand up for Christ no matter what. And me and Travis just told the coaches we wouldn't do it. We ended up leaving the field and not helping them cover up the scripture that was put on the field. Good. Yes. Now they did it anyway. They should be praised for that. The coaches found a way to do it anyway. I mean, you can't have offensive words like Christ on a football field. Oh, I mean, you can't do that. Change preserve. I uh, know. Talk about offensive. I mean, that's, that's you think you think chanting USA is offensive. <laughs> You've seen nothing until you see the word Jesus Christ on a field. Oh no! <laughs> exactly. And then it's like I can't deal with this man. I can't. I had someone ask me one time when I said, you know, Jesus should be allowed back in the schools, and someone very close to me uh, asked me, you know, which religion should we let back in? Which one? Just Jesus? How about the others? How about the ones who are offended by that? How about it's them? always about offending someone, isn't it? That's the biggest yeah. crime. The well, biggest crime is about you know, offending someone. If somebody's, if, if he's, if you're being offended by that, so right. be it. Right. You know? But we can't offend. That's the biggest crime. Your phone calls next, 454 1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. And that's a wrap. Be sure to stay tuned for Cut to the Chase with Senator Amanda Chase coming up. See you next Friday. Not rap? What kind of rap was it? Rap. What kind of rap? Exit stage right. Cookie raps. What kind of rap? Turkey rap? Okay. Cookie raps. Cookie My rap. friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so... Bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.